is, is anyone here familiar with the uh, oh shit? I forgot the actual pronunciation. The Sino-Japanese Wars. Is anyone here familiar with those? What in the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's the war between China and Japan. Those are wars between China and Japan. I watched this movie and we'll get to it, obviously, but I'm not going to bring this up because it has no importance at all. Um, but China and Japan had this war in like 19 that started in 1937. That basically was the the lead up into World War Two. What happened was they were on this bridge and the Japanese and Chinese like forces were like, yo, what the fuck? Like the, the Japanese forces went in across the bridge and then came back and they didn't have one of their guys. And they were like, yo, where's our where's our guy? We need to go in. And, the, and China was like, no, fuck you. Like, you can't cross here. And so and so that's how the whole thing fucking started. But eventually he came back and he was like, I'm sorry, I just went to take a shit <laughs> like that. That literally started a war. <laughs> Why can't we solve wars with like cuisine? What? Like China and Japan. Like if it was like, yo, here's my gen, here here's my fucking orange chicken, versus that's not a, a thing that they do there. <laughs> versus like a sushi roll. I mean, Japan fucking wins, right? I mean, orange chicken's pretty fucking good, but are are you saying that Japanese cuisine is better overall than <laughs> Chinese cuisine? If you ask David Chang and myself, yes. I don't ask David Chang anything. Because Are you comparing it to American Chinese food or like actual Chinese food? He said orange chicken. So. It's Chinese American. <laughs> orange, orange chicken, chicken. So I think we know which one it is. So American Chinese food. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So America's still involved in this war is what you're saying. Aren't we always? We always find a way. I'm just saying, I think you could solve half the world's, half the world's problems with cuisine. I agree. I think I poured too big of a shot. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I'm going to take a break here in a little while. I am going to go get a breadstick or something. Because, wow. We didn't eat lunch. Yet again, another problem solved by cuisine. Let me tell you, the Greeks and Italians, they were onto something. Nobody ever fought a war in Greece. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. I really want to talk about what I watched this week. Because I think it feels like it's very important. It feels like it's very important. Yeah, it feels very important because, you know, baseball's back. And the reason why I this week watched Weekend at Bernie's was because I was watching a game. And lo and behold, who do you see in the stands but a cutout of Bernie? And I was like, I have not seen Weekend at Bernie's in quite a long time. Next thing you know, what pops on like on Cinemax is Weekend at Bernie's. And I watched it. And let me tell you, it holds up. It's fucking funny. It's about these two idiots that work for an accounting firm, finds out their boss is shaving off the top, I guess, or whatever. He dies, and they just pretend he's alive all weekend to have a great weekend. Are there people in this world who don't know the conceit of Weekend at Bernie's? I feel like that has like entered. Listen, I've never seen week- Weekend at Bernie's. Full disclosure. You know what happens in it, though, right? Like, No, actually, I have no idea. <laughs> Okay, you need to watch Weekend at Bernie's. I think you would really like it. Antonio, I think you would hate it. <laughs> Jen, since we're best friends, you'll probably like it. Oh, I, I've seen it plenty of times. 
There you go. I have the VHS tape. Oh, see? I recorded it like on HBO like in 92 or some shit. I don't know. Before you guys were born. Amanda would fucking hate it. Nick, you I would hate it. I'm looking at this cast list. Who who are these people? <laughs> um, Andrew McCarthy, 80s heartthrob. Jonathan Silverman, the brother of Sarah Silverman. Terry Kaiser, I think that's his last name. He does acting classes in Austin. Jonathan Silverman has been in Beethoven's Treasure Tale and Beethoven's Big Break. He was in Little Big League. That's all you need to worry about, which I also saw the first half of, and that movie holds up too. But that's all I watched this week. Interesting. Um, anybody else? Anybody else watch anything? Uh, I watched a couple of things. One on a recommendation from a friend that whose movie opinion I hold in high regard, kind of like Nick. Uh, she's basically the female Nick. Um, oh, no. Yeah. That poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's great. Shout out Christian. I told her I would give her a shouts on this episode for watching this movie. I watched The Domestics, which is kind of like a post-apocalyptic thriller. So I went in with uh, very low expectations because that's not my thing. And yeah, it, it wasn't for me. Uh, I'll say this. Kate Bosworth was really good in it. It's a shame that I don't think that that movie made 10% of the budget back. So... <laughs> Not ideal. Not Way ideal. Christian. And then uh, I also watched The Spy Who Dumped Me because Mila Kunis and Reasons. <laughs> That's all you need. That is a reason. That is the reason. The reason, yep. Did you enjoy The Spy Who Dumped Me? Uh, I did. I thought it was about 15 to 20 minutes too long, but yeah, it was it was a fun ride. We're going to get you a job as a film editor, Antonio. One of these days. I hope not. One of these days. <laughs> I believe. Uh, Jennifer? What did... Uh, um, what did, did watch we this? watch? Or what did I watch? The only thing I can... Uh, since we just watched this like yesterday was Gosford Park. Is that how you say that? That is how you say it, yes. Okay. Mm, yes. With Helen Mirren. Dane. Well, you called it... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you called it a Ryan Phillippe movie. It is. Uh, it's not. Not nearly enough. Not enough Ryan Phillip for you, huh? It's Philippe. <laughs> uh, she uh, she started doing a, a Scottish accent to to mimic. Oh, do we not tell that it was, story? No, no, no. Oh, it was yeah, just, let's hear it. Let's hear it. It was good, and you were shitting on it. I didn't shit on it. Don't I said it spoils the movie. Don't spoil. Okay. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I don't think I don't think Gosford Park is for anyone here. Probably not. Maybe Brandon, because no, not, I mean, Ryan, I know you've already seen it because we've already had this conversation. <laughs> I own the DVD. I got it from Planet Hollywood slash Blockbuster. <laughs> that was not a Scottish accent. You sound like Alfred. <laughs> it did sound like Alfred. The Lamborghini, then. That's my favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess Brandon might watch it since it's got Helen Mirren. Brandon, have you... Have you watched? Gosford I have Park? not, but uh, everybody knows how I feel about Helen Mirren, so yeah. that's going to be something I'll have to watch because she's either. quite the looker. <laughs> I don't know. It's really, it's really well written because it's like you just jump in to in the middle of things, and you kind of have to figure things out yourself. And then also, there's the mystery of you know the murder. So very good, very good. So I watched a, I watched a couple of movies. The first movie I watched 
It's called Lust, comma, Caution. Is that like a 1130 on a Friday Cinemax movie? Uh, I don't watch movies on Cinemax, Ryan. I'm not you. Um, <laughs> Touche. Touche. Um, it's a it's an Ang Lee movie. It's a foreign film. It's got one of my international guys, uh, Tony Leung. He's going to be in a new Marvel movie, so look out for mm-hmm. look out for my guy. Um, and then I watched a 2001 Robert Redford and Brad Pitt movie called Spy Game. It's good. It's fine. It's a Tony Scott movie, so it feels like a Tony Scott movie. I don't. I don't think that I agree with the way that it was constructed, but it's a Robert Redford movie and a Brad Pitt movie. So, I mean, you know, what else do you need, right? You obviously haven't read my my comments in the in the outline, and for that, you've lost two friend points. You are now. 6,000 points below Antonio. So you, I saw you reference Spy Game lower down in the outline. You've gained one point back. <laughs> what does that leave me at? Um, anyways, both of, both of those movies have a common thread. They're both spy movies. And that's, uh, that's obviously intentional because this week's movie is also a spy movie. It's The Man from Uncle. A 2015 Cold War espionage movie about two spies turned unlikely partners working together to stop World War III. Starring Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, and a goddamn tree. Mm. On face value, uh, you know, I understand that's probably not too interesting of a fresh of a plot summary, I guess. Um, but there's a there's a <laughs> there's a whole bunch in this movie that's like sort of sort of outside the realm of plot. You know, in style and in performance, Brandon. Um, why did why did you nominate this movie? Uh, well, I had heard great things about. I'd actually never seen this movie. Um, I pulled it out of thin air because I was like, you know what, my man Nick says great things about this movie. Uh, it's got Henry Cavill in it, who I like, despite actually hating The Man of Steel, um, and Army Hammer, who gets a bad rap. I feel like for the Lone Ranger, but yeah. it's actually not that bad. And uh, of course, can't say enough great things about Elizabeth, who's fantastic in this film. Elizabeth Debicki. Sorry, yes, that was that is the tree. Porcelain doll with alabaster skin. Okay, some some people some people obviously voted for this. This is this is how we watch this movie. Um, who who would like? to talk about why they voted for this movie well i'm pretty sure i actually nominated this one a few weeks back brandon get his ass but your, but your friend nick i wasn't paying attention uh-huh I, i'm not surprised <laughs> but i had already seen it once that's not a commentary on how i feel about oh, a female opinion or anything like that of course not i value everyone's opinion equally mm-hmm. you know who doesn't have good opinions don't answer that <laughs> Women. <laughs> no, so I'd already seen it, tried to nominate it, just wanted to watch it again, and uh, Army Hammer. That's why. A plenty good reason that we'll get to. Anybody else? Anybody else who, uh, who voted for this? Amanda. Because <laughs> I've never seen it, and I love spy shit too. Um, I didn't know Army Hammer was in it when I picked it, but I'm certainly glad that he is. Uh... 
you know, I think I think when when Jen and I were talking about it and she nominated it a couple of weeks ago, I think we were excited because it felt like a movie that didn't get seen a lot. I think I'm I think I'm on record on one of these podcasts saying something about this movie and saying that it was like underseen. Antonio, had you had you seen this before? Never heard of it. I do like historical context movies, though, so I went in with an open mind. That's good. I was actually going to text the group today and say, why can't we get more movies? Why can't we get a sequel to this made, but we can pump out five shitty Fast and Furious movies? And I stopped myself because I didn't want to start a fight. But get his ass. why can we get shitty Fast and Furious movies made? Hobbs and Shaw, which, I mean, if we break down the man from Uncle at the end of the day, it's, you know, it... it a worse version of Hobbs and Shaw? No, it's got... Excuse you? It's got a lot of buddy cop. I mean, it's a buddy cop film almost at the end of the day, which Hobbs and Shaw is, but it does it does it so much better. Like the relationship doesn't just rely on I hate you and you hate me. Let's just say stupid, shitty things to each other for a whole movie and then be friends at the end. All right, listen here, you son bitch. <laughs> that was perfect. You've been watching The Rock a lot. That's a that's a that's an interesting point, Brandon. I mean, I feel like they do talk a bunch of shit at each other for a heavy portion of this movie, but it still works. I think it's better than Hobbs and Shaw. World's better than Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, well, scoreboard, scoreboard. But what are we classifying The Man from Uncle as? Are we classifying it as a buddy cop movie, as a spy movie, as a espionage movie? Ryan, you know, I was gonna say, I think, I think I find it better than Hobbs and Shaw because it's, it's a spy movie, and I'm just like, I'm just a fan of of magic movies and heist movies, and so you know, those get a natural sort of bump up for me. I am also a fan of spy movies, espionage movies. Those just get a natural sort of bump up for me. I don't, does anyone else have a particular affinity for spy movies? Somebody else surely has to like spy movies. Fuck. Listen, love spy movies. Uh, whether it's, you know, 007 or just like, even like Red, which is oh. like, like a, right, like the <laughs> <Iron> Sky movie. <laughs> why, why do you it's like Red? So, okay, well, yeah, also, I mean, going back to Helen Mirren, but, you know, who doesn't like a good spy movie? Who doesn't love Dame Helen Mirren? This is not like a typical, I feel like this isn't a typical spy movie. I don't know. Brandon, I, I'm, I'm speaking to you now. Do you, do you find yourself, did this feel like a fresh take on the spy genre? No, I mean, really at the end of the day, um, it, it followed a pretty traditional spy movie pattern. You have this mysterious organization who's plotting some kind of world destruction. Uh, you've got, an agent who is charming. I mean, both of them, you know, good looking dudes, good looking girls followed a pretty standard spy movie formula. I thought, I think where this movie shines though, is the relationship between the two. I mean, so there's like, there's one scene uh, in particular where army hammer is being chased around in this boat and he's being shot at. And Henry Cavill's character is casually, you know, climbed into the truck Opens a bottle of wine, sees that there's a picnic, joys the picnic. Meanwhile, Army Hammer's character, still being chased around this boat, gets shot, 
boat blows up. He sinks. The boat sinks. He's drowning. And then Henry Cavill's kind of finally like, oh, all right, let me drive this truck, land it on the bad guys, and just casually save Army Hammer's life. And I thought that that was pretty cool. And then Army Hammer, of course, returns the favor later. Uh, but I think I think that they're the relationship between those two really shined through in this particular in this movie. And I think that you have that relation. You have a relationship where typically, you know, the spy always gets the girl, and this kind of broke that mold at least a little bit. Uh, because while there's some playful flirtatiousness between Alicia, Alicia Vikander, I never know how to say her name properly, and both Army Hammer and Henry Cavill, they don't actually end up hooking up, which is, you know, traditionally the spy gets the the pretty girl. It does feel very, um, to me, it felt like one of the, like, the old school Bond movies, you know, like actually made in the 60s. Definitely. Basically. Yeah. Uh, since this movie is set in the 1960s, uh, just like with a little bit more humor. I mean, I think those old Bond movies had, had their own sort of natural humor. Yeah. But oh, yeah, are, absolutely. But I feel like they don't make buddy cop spy movies very often right i mean i think it is it's very hard to take the traditional spy role where traditionally a spy works alone and then pair him with somebody consistently throughout the film traditionally a spy movie it feels like uh maybe there is there are set pieces where uh he works with somebody but then that's the end of it and in this one they work together throughout the entire movie. You can do that. You can do that in an action movie where it, they, it's more focused on like action, but it feels, but if you're going to do a spy movie, an espionage movie, so, and like case in point, when they, before, before that scene, when they're breaking into the facility, they both show up and they both have their own way of breaking into or, or cutting the fence. Yes. Also, also fantastic where he's like, what is that? Oh, it's, it's uh, scissors cut with, you know, like a an oxygen or a hydrogen laser, and then and then uh, Army Hammer just cuts through the shit real cleanly. He's like, "What's that? It's an oxygen laser." <laughs> so good. Um, the yeah, the the playoff of each other is is I feel like very important to this movie, and it's something that that we don't necessarily see very often. Brandon, I don't want I don't want to make this love fest between you and exactly. you and me. <laughs> Um, and I get the sense that there are some people who don't either appreciate the, the rich spy. Okay. Look, listen real quick. I meant to say this. I meant to preface this. We are not going to not sound like Russians when we're talking about army hammer. So if you're going to say any lines that army hammer has in this movie, you've got to say with a Russian accent. That is a fucking rule. Jennifer, did I not tell you that I was going to try not to drink because <laughs> if I drank a, too much, a shitty Russian accent was going to come out? Are there fans? Uh, are there people on this podcast that don't appreciate spy movies or espionage movies? Is that what you were getting at? My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just. No, it's just uh, I, I'm trying to provide an avenue for people who don't like this movie to talk about this movie um, or or think that this movie missed out, you know. Antonio, we talked about, and Brandon, Brandon made the ridiculous to you claim that this movie is better than Hobbs and Shaw in its buddiness. Is it, are they both good and Hobbs and Shaw is just like better because it's got Roman Reigns in it or 
<laughs> is, there, is, there, is there something about i mean is it is it um the type of people that they are is it do you need like the jason statham and rock caricatures at each other what do you i guess so interesting um i mean i didn't hate this movie but i feel i'm gonna be the one that's gonna be saying yeah but in this episode i watched it twice because when i watched it on tuesday i had a really shitty day and i didn't pay much attention to it so i'm like no i need to give this movie like give it a fair shot so i rewatched it wednesday it was enjoyable i I, it's not i guess let's circle back to the spy thing yeah you were asking do people here like spy movies I like spy shows. Like what? I love oh the Americans. What is that? I don't. I only watch good TV. Like, uh, if I mean, if I you want to watch a good spy show, uh, Burn Notice was on for like eight <laughs> seasons. Uh, so, I mean, if you're if we're talking spy shows that are good, Burn Notice. Burn Notice is a perfect spy show. Oh no! It is. Now I have to kick you out. You know I have the DVDs. But you bought the seasons of Burn Notice. I'm pretty sure I burned those. What's his name? <laughs> I gave you a notice. <laughs> there is something about Jeffrey Donovan that is just the perfect spy. God, he's such a Jeffrey dickhead Don- bitch. Yes, that's his name. Jeffrey Donovan is the perfect spy. <laughs> Listen, you know who's the perfect spy? Carrie Army Russell. Hammer. Oh. Carrie Russell's the perfect spy. No, it's Carrie Russell, yeah. Okay, so Antonio, that there's obviously some... There's some overlap here. There is some overlap because you do like spy shit, but that's that's the mm-hmm. Americans for the people who don't at home who maybe haven't watched the Americans and the people on this podcast who refuse to watch the Americans because they don't have good taste in anything except for this movie. I'm sorry, Brandon. I shouldn't say that. However, Ryan Squirrel finds a nut every so often. So that TV show is obviously like deeper, more psychological. Is that is that what you need from your spy movies? I think so. Well, no, I don't even need it to be that deep. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is another espionage-ish type show until it got too gimmicky that I really enjoyed. So I don't know that it needs to be that deep, I guess, or have an emphasis on the psychological aspect of it. Okay, so was it fun for you, Antonio? Was the spy shit fun for you? It was I. All right, Ryan. Um, (laughs) Search your heart. And talk to me about this spy shit. Does you does your heart say that this movie was all right in the same way that Antonio's heart told him? To quote a Russian philosopher, Masomenos. That's a Russian <laughs> proverb. You know, the first 20 minutes of the movie, I was locked in. Because that felt like very, only a spy, only a trained spy would know to do that. Like, is he have one hand on the wheel? Is he, you know, this, this, that, and the other. And I was just, I was like, what? What's going on? What's happening next? What, you know what I mean? It felt like a spy thriller. Like, I think if you classify like what a spy movie is, it's more of like on the, like on the Jason Bourne or like the, the Bourne identity kind of movies. Those are considered like spy movies. The first 20 minutes was very reminiscent of those. And then it kind of takes a turn into where it's not your typical spy movie. I enjoyed that. There was comedy. There was some, um, a, a love triangle that didn't happen. Thank God. Because that would have just been one of those things where you're just like, oh, fuck, okay, I've seen this before. But overall, I thought the spy quality of this movie was really good. I mean, does anyone else think that it just didn't it didn't hit the mark as far as like a spy movie goes? If anyone has anything negative to say about the spy shit in this movie, get out now. Get get their asses, Jennifer. 
Bye, Antonio. <laughs> Bye, Antonio. Bye. <laughs> I will say that that opening chase scene, uh, I found myself, I, I was supposed to be doing something, and I was fully distracted, uh, fully bought in. Uh, just a little cat and mouse game that they had between the two of them. Uh, that's, I mean, that's peak spy movie shit. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. I I think that's that's the clearest example of the of the spy sort of shit that happens. I mean, you know, then it sort of gets to the um, or the real spy shit, the modern spy shit, I guess, because like we're all sort of conditioned to think that you know James Bond is this like super fucking spy serious shit who does espionage, not spy, because I, I feel like espionage is somehow a more serious and more you know there's trade craft in there you know like there's dead drops and shit like that we're talking about fucking tinker taylor soldier spy and not not the cool shit like not the 1960s shit you know like or even like awesome powers like i was, I was about to I say feel that like right you could be, yeah you can run the gauntlet of being like ridiculously campy like awesome powers uh where you end up having to reboot the bond franchise because awesome powers essentially embarrassed you as a spy or, you know, something like the peak of Bond, I feel like, which is Skyfall. Yes. Wow, yes. I never thought about that. Those are those are on the oh, that that Austin Powers embarrassed the never, James Bond. Oh yeah. I never considered that. Wow. On something new. Brandon. Look at you. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. The more you what know. Put the little rainbow. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean I, I think that I think that Skyfall and um and Austin Powers are on opposite ends of the spectrum. But you, I mean, you know, having having sharks with freaking laser beams on their head is still like there's a reason that that works as comedy is because like that kind of shit used to exist in the spy canon, right? Like that's that's old school spy stuff. And this this gets at that, I feel like, in a way that, you know, okay, I, I get that the first 20 minutes is probably closer to what we think spy shit is, but uh, I don't know, Ryan. That's interesting to me because I think after that is when it gets to like the buddy comedy shit, like the buddy cop sort of routine. Yeah, and it's interesting to me that the twenty, the first twenty minutes got you, and then the rest of the shit you were like, no, it wasn't like I was nah, but I was more like, show me some cool gadgets, man. What what do we got going on? They don't even have a cue, which is bullshit. Yeah, but like, and that was like the knock on Pierce Brosnan's. 007 is like it evolved into like too many fucking gadgets and like not enough bond doing shit. And like, I, that's what I, I appreciated this movie. Like you don't, they're, they're relying on brain power and muscles. Like that's a fucking spy at the end of the day. Right? Yeah. This ain't no shitty goddamn wild, wild west where we got Kevin Klein making a bunch of stupid gadgets. Spring loaded contraption that shoots out of your ass. That shit doesn't make sense. That'd make for a terrible movie. Yeah, there's no rope going. <laughs> uh, I thought that was very funny that we watched this movie um, as a because the man from uncle is obviously an adaptation of an old TV show. Not obviously, I guess maybe that's not obvious, but it's it's an adaptation of an old TV show. It was not obvious to me. I mean, they said it clearly in the beginning of the movie. Well, and, wow. I, and I went. Well, obviously, I, I didn't know that before prior to watching this and I didn't know that there was a whole TV show and I went and looked at like, Oh, like what was, what was this? What was this TV show about? And I didn't realize that, uh, one of the, I guess, uh, the one who played the one who played Elia in the TV show, uh, plays, 
uh, Dr. Mallard in NCIS. Ducky, I know. Yeah. It's so Ducky. crazy. Those, those great. Because, I mean, as, a, as an old person, who doesn't like NCIS? Yes. Or a young person. As a fellow old, I agree. I, I thought it was funny. I, they were like, he, he literally was getting so much fan mail from, like, young women who, who were super interested in him. He was, they called him the fifth Beatle because he was, like, so attractive. And I was like, Ducky, the old I'm have to look this up now. The old medical examiner? <laughs> him? Um, I haven't seen any episodes of the TV show The Man from Uncle, but it, it feels like it was trying to capture that 60s 60s style. And it it felt very 60s. Someone feel free to disagree here. I, d- I don't feel like it felt uh, it didn't feel like an old movie. It didn't feel like it was, you know, like deliberately made to seem like it was in the 60s, I guess, or shot like it was in the 60s because it felt very, uh, I don't know, visually very fresh. But it, it was still very clearly, you know, 60s style, a lot of fashion. Yeah, it had a lot of characteristics of a 60s television show, though. There were some little transitions where the sounds were very 60s or the the way they switched from scene to scene was very 60s. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Shouts to, shouts to my guy. Not shouts to... Not your not, actual guy, but... Not my actual guy. actual guy, but just a guy named Guy. Richie. Who I, I normally don't like. What? Yeah. But Jennifer I like ass. I, we're driving to Houston right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into the IMDb reading <laughs> portion of the program here. But let's let's highlights here. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Overrated. Snatch. Underrated. Did you say over? Did you say overrated and then underrated, Ryan? You're listing them. Keep going. Okay. I thought you were I thought you were commenting while we were doing it. Uh Rock and Rolla, I, I imagine nobody likes Rock and Rolla. Sherlock Holmes? It. You don't like the Sherlock Holmeses? Pass. I would also pass on Aladdin. But I'm curious which Aladdin we're basically are we is this a new altogether? Are we talking like King of Thieves? Or is this just like Return of Jafar? Is he gonna take Aladdin too and then turn it into a movie? Or is he going to create a whole new story out of it? I mean, that's what I want to know is what's going on. Come on, Jen. I know you like Aladdin. He did. Well, Nick did the research because I asked the same question. But no, apparently it's a new storyline they're it's, writing. It's not going to be an adaptation of whatever. No, I don't, like, Thieves I don't like that then. Return of Jafar or whatever. I'm still going to see it. Don't get me wrong. But like, why wouldn't you just. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you adapt the straight to DVD sequels than Aladdin. Okay, it was like 95 or 96. You gonna, okay. you gonna tell me that you didn't yes. like Prince of Thieves? Straight, straight to VHS. <laughs> uh, they were all good. Brandon, I haven't seen Aladdin 2 or 3. I was gonna say, you're telling me when they revealed that Aladdin's dad was the Prince of Thieves, you went like, <gasps> why wouldn't he be the King of Thieves? I thought Aladdin was the Prince of Thieves. How did we get here? No, it's Aladdin. Aladdin's <laughs> the Prince of Thieves. All right, right. Okay, his so dad his dad is the, is the king of, of the... Yeah. Right, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whichever. It's like, duh, right? I feel like I know the Aladdin lore at least a little bit. Like, That was a good one. Aladdin's dad, hot. We can't, we can't make every podcast about <laughs> wanting to fuck Aladdin's dad. Why not? Stop silencing me. 
This is what happens when you give women a voice. They just keep talking about how they want to fuck Aladdin's dad. We can talk about Army Hammer real quick. And when I say real quick, it's not real quick. Let's talk about Army Hammer. <laughs> Let's talk about wanting to fuck Army Hammer. I'm just saying, I had not seen any of his acting, I don't think, besides us, apparently the social network, which I don't recall. But like I said, I was sleeping on Army Hammer and had no idea. He was so talented at looking so good and speaking Russian. But no, I just, what, Nick, what did you, you pointed out that he's actually an American playing the international spy and actually Henry Cavill is. Yes, he was the dude playing the dude. Disguised as another dude. So you had the British guy playing an American, you had the American playing a Russian, and then you had the British guy playing a British guy. And then Elizabeth Debicki, I don't know what she is, but she was playing herself. I know what she is. Fine. <laughs> I would have gone with uh <laughs> I've never heard her talk, but um I would like to. Well she's six three. You probably wouldn't I, be able to hear. I would way up there. I would Climb. Climb that tree. <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> Almost a whole foot taller than me. Yeah, That's like, crazy. Are you going to say that I'm 5'3"? No. I will not stand for that slander. Um, <laughs> no, I agree with Jen. I thought he actually brought a lot to this movie. Because the only thing I, 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 truth be told, I didn't really see The Lone Ranger. I saw like the first 20 minutes of it and he does rather well in that movie. He, you know, he just caught a lot of shit for that movie because it wasn't really very good, but obviously a lot of people know army hammer from the social network where he's, I'm six, five two twenty, and there's two of me best line in the entire movie of that one. But that's the best line in the whole movie. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Listen, y'all can be wrong. That's fine. We all have our opinions, but was it Call Me Maybe? Not Call Me Maybe. What was it? Call Me By Your Name. Oh, call that me- Timothy Chalamet movie. Yes, the Timothy Chalamet movie. It was good. But Army Hammer, I thought, was really good in this movie. I I, I thought that he, he went toe-to-toe with uh, Henry Cavill, who I think is underrated as an actor. I really do. He's I think overrated. He's, once again, agree to disagree. I thought he, I thought he brought a, a very... We'll get into a little bit later about who he reminded me of in this role, but... I thought he pulled it off. I thought he pulled it off as the Russian. I really hope you're not going where I think you're going. And I read it, so I think I know where you're going. We will see. Um, <laughs> this is this is the platonic ideal. I feel like if I was, uh, what is what is the line? I'm sorry, Ryan. I it, forgive me for forgetting the the best line in Social Network. I'm six five two twenty, and there's two of me. Okay, if I was if I was six five two twenty and there was only one of me, this would be the ideal like form that I would take. Um, is a is a jacked Russian spy who is like, you know what, that outfit that she's wearing, not gonna work. Oh, my woman wouldn't be caught dead wearing this, or whatever he says. Not gonna work. Yeah, you like got to say it in a Russian accent though. Jennifer. No, no, no. You got to give it a try. Come on, we no. all suck at it. We'll see. I'll take that shot first. No, I do actually. I didn't put that down as one of my favorite scenes, but it is a good scene where he just shows up and he's like picking out all the clothes and she's over there arguing with like Henry Cavill's character 
And then she comes back and he's like, these are all in your, like, he's already got everything picked out, like all the handbags, accessories. I love, uh, I love the scene when he's explaining to her why there are, what is it? 135 steps. Oh yeah. Yeah. As an architect. Excellent. Right. It was, it's a Russian architect. She's like, wait a minute. (laughs) So, so she had him when she was 65. Amanda asked the same question during the movie. She's like, wait, pause. Hold on. So, and then I was like, "Mm, I have a feeling that's probably going to come up. I have a feeling. Uh, She does that thing where she doesn't just let something happen in the movie. She asks the question about the movie, Jennifer. (laughs) Yeah. I time it so perfectly, though, because literally 10 seconds later, they answer my question in the movie. (laughs) The 10 seconds. I did it last night, too. Can't wait. We were watching Gosford Park. What did I say? Oh, there's not enough like, Ryan Phillippe. Where's Ryan Phillippe? There hasn't been enough Ryan Phillippe in this movie. Like, where's Ryan Phillippe? He hasn't been on the screen in 25 minutes. <laughs> and like literally like three seconds later. Ryan Phillippe's face. I should have said it sooner. Maybe he would have showed up. Yes. You can just make these things magically sort of appear. Where's Army Hammer? Oh, God, if only. Right? Uh, he didn't show no. I did make him my background, though. <laughs> what? Okay oh wow, she really did. I did. Wow, you really did. For yeah. now. Yeah. Sorry, Nick. Until another white dude comes along. Um, okay. Of the two leads here, who who are we taking? Is it is Army it Hammer? Army Hammer or is it Henry Cavill? It's Henry it's Cavill. Army no Army Hammer. All in favor of Henry Cavill, raise your hand or say aye. Aye. Bad radio. Aye. <laughs> Bad radio. Two. There's two Ooh. out of the six of us. Interesting. Brandon. Nick is not agreeing. Well, no, I'm I'm Team Army Hammer, Dude. but God. Of course he is. He's like Timothy Chalamet. I want to be. He's just six five. It's, like... it's me. I want I want Army Hammer to eat that peach. Oh my you God. want the fucking Lone Ranger over Superman. That's fine. It's okay. I'm actually gonna have to go Henry Cavill on this one. A fucking uh... man. Okay. I don't know. There was just there was something about him that like there. <sighs> He felt more spyish to me at the end of the day, and that, and you know, I appreciate that in the spy movie. Henry Cavill definitely more charming. I felt like, yeah, I kind of felt, I, I felt the same way. I, I, I saw it exactly the same way you did, Brandon. I almost kind of felt like this was Henry Cavill saying, "Hey, fuck you! I would have made an awesome James Bond," but you decided to go with Daniel Craig. Here you go. No, no, no. I mean, let's not get crazy. Henry Cavill's a great spy, but Daniel Craig is 007. No, I'm not. I mean, no, 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 hold on. I'm not saying that he wasn't a good 007. What I'm saying is I think it was Henry Cavill saying, look, you didn't think I could do it. Let me show you. Because I know Amanda wrote swoon for Army Hammer, but that's how I felt about Henry Cavill. I was like, damn, this dude just fucking cool. Chiseled jawed Lothario. So fucking smooth. Six to midnight. Amen. Yes. Um... No, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. Antonio, why are you pro Henry Cavill over Army Hammer here? Uh, they nailed it. Acted like a spy. He, I thought his voice, I imagine that's what a spy in the 60s sounded like. Um, I put on there that there was some, I felt that he was overacting a bit, uh, trying to like nail the spiral in the 60s or late 50s, whenever this was. But it, I didn't think it hurt the character. I actually thought it added to the charm of it. I agree. 
except for the overreacting part. But I think I think he was going for it because I think a lot of people had him just pegged as, oh, this is just Superman. It's just Superman. And I think he wanted to kind of show a side of, hey, I can do more than just be Superman. Oh, he's Superman? <laughs> Antonio. Don't look like someone that's ever seen a Superman movie. Don't waste your time. You are lucky that Derek is not on this pod. Oh, my God. If I remember correctly, didn't Derek say that... Was Derek the one that said Man of Steel was his favorite DC movie? Yes. I think so. Yes. (laughs) Part of that is Derek thinking that he is himself Superman. But the other part of that is him just really liking Zack Snyder's... And by extension, Henry Cavill's Superman. So... Hashtag I hate Derek. There it is. We've got at least two people that would buy that shirt if we made it, by the way. That's disrespectful to my boy. Are you one of them? He's not, which is worse. <laughs> um, I don't know that. I mean, now that Brandon has has laid bare the inner workings of the Bond machine, that they had to reboot their entire thing after um, Austin Powers came out. And they couldn't continue. I could see him continuing after Pierce Brosnan and continuing that sort of lineage. But I don't think that, you know, if you're going to reboot it, you probably couldn't couldn't do it with him. It would be too, uh, too on the nose. Like Antonio is saying, he's too much of a 60s sort of spy or he plays that role really well. I don't think he could get he couldn't get dirty. I don't want to watch The Witcher. I don't need to see the man all grimy and shit. Like, put him in a suit, get him all touched up, and trying to fuck old ladies on the Italian Riviera. Who amongst us wouldn't want that exact life? A very subtle line. Yeah, did anybody did anybody catch that when that old lady when he was trying to when he when he was stealing shit from Elizabeth Debicki? Yeah. Well, he stole her bra- yes. the old lady's bracelet, and like I think he just came up and like kissed her hand, and all she said was "Yes, please." Spoken just Italian for the previous entire conversation, bro. How yeah. did those pants not split? I'm sorry. Like, there's an obvious shot that Guy Ritchie was like, "You know what? I'm gonna show Superman's ass." So he's walking. It's right after he bumps into, um, spoiler alert, Hugh Grant. Krypton's and he ass. and he picks up it like his jacket. He kind of adjusts <laughs> it, and you just see like the most like, "Hey, I've been doing three hundred pound squats for the last six months, and those pants kind of just look a little stretched." And then he's like falling down over shit, and I'm like, "How did those fucking pants not rip?" I did not notice. I was gonna did Jennifer. Did I did you, not did notice. You, I, did you, what was the mental calculus that would? Because I, I didn't notice that. Um, I mean, I'm gonna have to go back and Derek watch. noticed. Derek did notice. Maybe Derek and I had a side chat about it. Good lord. The number of times that I counted (laughs) listening to the fucking Gone Girl pod where Derek was like, let me talk about Ben Affleck's physique. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Nick, what what did you think in comparison between Army Hammer and Henry Cavill? Why are you siding more with the lead of of Army Hammer being like the, the... cooler spy i guess i don't i don't know what what is it about the two that you just felt like what, what do you think about the two of them it's not necessarily a cooler thing it's um honestly it's probably listen i mean i'm not going to be a movie star or a spy um the clock is running out if not already run out um on either one of those things and i'm also not going to be six five or you six, can apply to the fbi or the cia up until 35 
I saw a job posting the other day. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I can't be on the fucking real world. I can't apply for the fucking FBI, CIA. I sent it to you two months ago. You could have applied and you could have been in, but you didn't do it. (laughs) I did actually, I did apply to the, to the CIA out of, out of college. Did you really? Uh, Yeah, they had, they had stuff that was tangentially related to what I had gone to school for. Use words like fucking tendentially. What what do you do? Tangentially. I heard tangentially. I've never heard before. They just they. Are you a knock? No, not a knock, but a knock. A a knock. Like like Pac the Ka and Harvard Yacht. A knock. What what movie was that from? Pac the Ka and Harvard Yacht. No, are you a knock? That's surely the departed. It's the departed. The depart. Yes. But are you shouts a knock? To, shouts to sh- bring it bring it all the way back around. Shouts to Infernal Affairs. Um <laughs> any, anyway. <laughs> um I'm about to apply for this. Let's see. That's in there, Jeff. I'm get, looking at I'd be the worst. I can't see shit. I can't hear shit. <laughs> um Okay, that's good. I'm gonna I'm going to apply for these things, but I don't think I have a good shot. Is what I was getting at. Um, if I had to rank you between Army Hammer and Henry Cavill, you're in between. Yes, thank you. I <laughs> not height wise, but you're in between. Well, obviously, like you, you definitely wow. have the charisma wow. of Henry Cavill. Am I right, Jen? Hmm? <laughs> what was the question? Damn. <laughs> I think his spy role was just more um, serious. I guess like Henry Cavill's character was like what you, I think, would expect from an American spy. He was very stereotypical. And Army Hammer's over here like actually doing shit like, and like doesn't really care about the ladies. He's there. Like he kind of gets a vibe from her, but then he like doesn't really react to it. Really? I feel like he's super. Like I mean, he doesn't react to it like Henry Cavill's character would. Like, he doesn't try to do anything with her, mm. even though they're, like, sharing a room. Like, the whole, my favorite scene, obviously, the dance scene. Like, he's just, like, kind of a responsible spy. A responsible spy. And as a responsible person, I can relate to that. Um, oh, I was going to say, for me, as a responsible person. Yeah, drink that wine. Um, yeah, okay, so so let's let's get into the Alicia Vikander. I, I had only seen her in um, Ex Machina before this. Uh, I ha- I still haven't watched The Danish Girl. I know. I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> Not that. I've seen that. He, he watched it for Eddie Redmayne. I watched it for Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> I mean, listen, Eddie Redmayne has no that pouty mouth. No. Especially in this movie. Okay, was this uh, has, has anybody seen we can we can get into her in this movie. Has anybody seen the Tomb Raider, the Elisa Vikander Tomb Raider? I haven't seen it. I heard that the issue with that movie, I don't think it, it came out. I don't think the, the, the reviews were very good on that movie, but I don't think it was because of her. I just think because overall the writing kind of sucked. But I heard that she was a pretty good Laura Croft. I could see it. She seems like a really good actress. Yeah. You have an Oscar. I mean, I'm a fan. Wait, what? The Academy is never wrong. I mean, Crash. Aren't they? <laughs> Aren't they very frequently wrong? 
I don't know. Uh, they, you know who's you know who's not wrong? Who? Ryan? Who? Michael Fassbender. Her husband. Are they married? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I was just as disappointed. Man, their kid. Watch out. 25 years from now. That kid's going to be winning some shit. I thought as far as Gabby goes. Okay, let me tell you what the, the problem I have with her character. Mm. Okay. I'm going to start off with this. Because this is where the movie took a turn. Oh, okay. So the problem that you have with this movie is the woman? It's not a good, not a good look. <laughs> Take it from somebody who would know. No, okay. So truth be told, so we were watching this movie, me, the kiddo, and Amanda were watching this movie. We were eating dinner. And Amanda was, oh, she started getting call or work, something like that. So we're like five minutes in. And she, I, I want to make sure that Amanda's always watching the movie. I want to make sure she's paying attention. So then that means I stopped paying attention for like five seconds. And then she's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. Somehow they got this girl to go with this guy. Like, what the fuck happened? Like in the first like couple minutes of the movie, I'm like, how did Henry Cavill convince Gabby to go with her? But that's not her fault. That the yes, it is. Like that. She, sh- she should know better. And she said, I'm not going with you, stranger. Stranger yeah. danger. Sounds like a writing issue to me. No, that was a writing issue. That was not a Gabby issue. I thought that she had the best arc as far as a character in this movie. I was more bought into her because I couldn't figure out what her deal was in this movie. Like, why are you so willing to go with Henry Cavill? Even though you weren't, but you kind of were. Like, why are you a, Why are you okay with playing a part in this movie? Or a part, uh, I'm sorry, playing a part in the role of helping, you know, this. Her father. Like, that's the main plot. Yo, if your dad was if your dad was moving and stuck, you'd be looking for him. Like, why'd you stop? Become a mechanic for an F one race. Well, she was she was stuck on the other side of Germany, though, right? That's why they had to go get her because they were like, mm. well, he she would know where he is. We need her for her right. information, right? Like, it, she was like fun. She kind of just went along with everything. Like, she got dressed. She was like, all right, yeah, I guess we're engaged. Like, I guess if I have to be in this hotel room with Army Hammer and pretend to be engaged. I'll do it. And wrestle him. <laughs> okay, so in that scene where she's basically like like a little spider monkey on him, did anyone else notice that basically she, she took the size like, of his torso? She's the fucking size of his torso. She's like, oh my God, she's like like just on his chest. Like her entire her body entire body is around that man's chest. And I was like, yeah, because he's 6'5 and 220. Only one of him. (laughs) (laughs) We're laughing at something I said. Ryan, you laugh at so many of your jokes. What are you talking about? Or is that just me? It's just you. Wow. You and Antonio. That's right. We're here for you. Brandon with his eyes on Zoom, but I miss him. But he's not here. He is. You do get a sense of like how huge he is, though, in that scene and in like that one bathroom scene where he like kind of fucks up those Italian boys. Like he just walks in and he like has to like duck down because he's just a massive person. Yeah, because you really don't see. I mean, you obviously know he's big, but I think when they go into the bathroom stall, kind of like the beginning of the movie, and they once they realize they have to work together, like Henry Cavill, he played fucking Superman. He's a big dude, and but but Army Hammer just like is towering over him and makes him just look small. It's like, whoa, this dude is fucking big. 
You're a big guy. But he's so like gentle seeming. Like he gets angry and like aggressive, but he looks so like Yeah, I don't know that together as like far as a spy goes. Like he's like, okay. He very clearly has rage issues. Oh yeah. But who among us, you know? Is that a shot at me? No. That was <laughs> No, not at all. Okay. Um Oh yeah, Henry Cavill, only six one. That's it. Only six one. That fucking short bitch. <laughs> God. I will say. Yeah. Here's why her character didn't stand out stand out as much to me. So the only other movie I know Elizabeth Debicki from is from The Great Gatsby, which we had we, which we happened to have watched. So in the middle of this movie, I, I kind of remember I was like, I think she comes out in this movie. I think Elizabeth Debicki comes out in this movie. And all of us, but I'm expecting like a brunette tall alabaster skin beautiful woman to appear you don't get that you get this blonde who catches your eye and i was like man is that is that elizabeth the and she's like uh, uh i think so i think so and i completely at that point was just like don't care about gabby come here elizabeth the your presence has been noticed i need to climb you <laughs> it's like it's like the first person to see mount everest right they're just like i'm gonna fucking climb that <laughs> Fuck. Um, not okay for 2020 <laughs> what what there's no there's no ill intent here respectfully they would like to climb yes with 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 your consent elizabeth they would like to climb you i am uh what is the what is the first european dude to climb mount everest or edmund hillary or some shit I'm I'm sure. I would like to be Sir Edmund Hillary here where I don't need to plant a flag or anything like crazy. I want to be respectful of the local culture, but yeah. I would still like to climb that is what I'm getting at here. So y'all are taking her over Gabby's character? Yes. For sure. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Also, yeah. she's she's in the movie Everest. Is she really? <laughs> Is she the mountain? <laughs> to answer your question, Jen, like I said, character-wise, Gabby's story is much more fulfilling from a cinematic standpoint than Elizabeth Debicki's character. But when she comes on stage, like on you know stage? what I didn't, I or on, on screen, I didn't really get that. I'm sorry. Like when we did the Great Gatsby, I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, she was the 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 golfer chick or the I don't how know, dare like, you. I didn't. I didn't see sure. it. I, I just didn't realize it. I didn't see it. But don't when in, I saw, don't insert Jordan like that. When I saw this one, I was like, "Oh, it's because she was tan and blonde." Here we go. Uh, Everybody's got a type. Antonio, I do want to know though: are you are you team uh, Debicki or team Vikander in this movie? In this movie, Vikander. Why is that? I like my women strong. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so what about her is what 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 is the appealing in uh, strength? No, I have a thing for Swedish girls, so I didn't know this about you, Antonio. Yeah. Yeah, this goes back a long a long ways. Every time I had friends that would go to Europe, I'd say bring me back a Swedish girl. No uh no one's brought one back yet, so is there a is there an inciting incident here? Have you met a Swedish girl? Yeah, how often do you go to IKEA? 
I've never stepped foot inside of an Ikea. Well, there's you your fuck, first problem right there. You fuck those meatballs? <laughs> the meatballs are good. Yeah. Um, uh, no, like she was, uh, uh, I mean, she was adorable. I agree with that, like, actually. Like, yeah. like a kind of a girl next door. Right. But yet, you know, when they do the twist at the end, you know, where, where Cavill and... Um, Army Hammer? Army Hammer, yeah. Uh, thought that she had turned on them and really she didn't. She was trying to save them and they find out that she's actually a badass spy. And then also, I don't know shit about cars. Like, you tell oh. me that she can like fix my truck. My check engine light just came on <laughs> again. Now, that was pretty wild when, when the fucking like Formula One driver pulls yeah. up and is like this car sucks and she's like i know how to fix it do you and then they just like <laughs> and like the team mechanic is just like oh can you go for it and then she actually does <laughs> she doesn't like, she's basically like yeah look listen all cars well, are the same okay yeah <laughs> car's a car she is adorable it's i didn't i had brought this up i didn't want to be patronizing because she she obviously has character depth and all of these things, and, and saying someone is adorable or cute feels patronizing. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to say it, but I said You it. could use endearing. That's a big word. It's okay to call someone cute if they're cute. Okay, well, she real cute. Um, I, I, I compared her to Anna uh, in uh, the cuteness. Like, she definitely is cute. Um, it, but I almost felt like she's too cute to be a spy. Uh, Anna from Frozen? From <laughs> Anna from high school? No, Anna, Anna Diarmas. Oh, oh, you're on the first name basis. What? Cool. I mean, yeah, I'm on a first name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. No, okay. Hey, no, no, no. I, see, I see the uh, the adorability factor, like in uh, like how she is in, 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 in Knives Out. She is kind of, she is adorable. That girl is not adorable. That girl is hot. No, she's cute in Knives Out. In Knives Out, she's definitely adorable. She's like an audience surrogate in that movie. So it's difficult to call, because I don't think of myself as adorable, so it's hard for me to consider her adorable. Um, I don't know. I, I think it does. We talked about this scene a couple of different times, and a couple of people have talked about this. The dancing scene is just really gets me. Like That, that I think, is like the essence of who she is as a person. Maybe it helps that I live with someone who could very like that has essentially happened. <laughs> like I'm just sitting there trying to do something and Jennifer is in the background with a glass of wine in her hand dancing with sunglasses because the sunglasses is what got me on that scene. No, she didn't do it with the sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, no, why? But the sunglasses did something for me. That's why it never works on me. <laughs> I can't see. i do love in that scene too like again army hammer's professionalism as a spy he's not drinking she pours two glasses he declines so she drinks the other one and he's just like do you want a bigger gloss that is a great (laughs) thank you jennifer that's a very good accent if i didn't the slap the first slap she does to his face and like that very quick like turn of his head like what the fuck it's like oh sorry very brave and adorable at the same time. Um, yeah, she does. You know, she does have a strength. I personally, it's always going to be Debicki, though. She's so and she's like. Evil, obviously, in this movie. 
and I'm here for it. I do find her appealing when she lays on the couch after she basically poisons or lets break out the couch. Napoleon. Six to definitely six to midnight when she laid on the couch. God, how fucking cool does he play that off though? He's like, I'm just gonna I've been here before. This is how it's gonna go. He's like, ah, how would you know I fixed myself a drink? Or some bullshit. Like, I don't remember the lines, but swoon. And that's how spies should act. Not like angry Daniel Craig. What did I do? How did I get here? Daniel Craig is very smooth. I mean, if we're talking about that scene in Casino Royale where Lashif is beating his balls with that rope, super smooth. I cringed when I saw that scene. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like my my balls literally hurt. Did y'all, did anyone else really enjoy the chemistry between Henry Cavill and Elizabeth Debicki in this? There was that chemistry. Yeah, I mean, there was chemistry between both of the pairings, which is I, an underrated thing. We've talked about um, romance, I guess, is a sort of thing that happens in some movies that we've done. And I think the thing that gets lost is you have to cast these people appropriately. And it works in the Army Hammer, um, Alicia Vikander sort of, you know, will they, won't they, two legs of a love triangle that doesn't actually exist. And then it works with the like very, very suave Henry Cavill and a, just a extremely evil Elizabeth Debicki, who I guess you don't realize is that evil or that knowing in the beginning. You just think that she's like this rich. You know that she's in charge, but you think that she's just like this rich sort of um, tree like social goddess just (laughs) floating through and she's out here she's out here running a criminal enterprise well she had to have been in on it right like he's staying right like they're all right there when he like hits on gabby's character oh yeah i think that's a uh marriage of convenience i think i think they married and then she was like you know what i'm just gonna take over running the illicit side of things here because you don't have any flavor for it. You just want the money so that you can race your cars and fuck mechanics. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, who amongst us wouldn't want to race cars and fuck mechanics? <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Uh, not many mechanics look like Alicia Vikander. Although if your wife was Elizabeth Debicki, Brandon, would you, Absolutely would you want to spend your time? <laughs> okay. We doing whatever she wants to do. We're committing international crimes. Let's go. What's his Luca Calvani? Calvin? How do you say that? I would assume Calvani. Yes. Calvani. How is he forty six? That's nuts. Yes, he was forty one when this came out, but he's also Italian, so he looks twenty five. I don't know that he looks twenty five. It's our Italian blood. Twenty seven. Look at Sylvester Stallone. It looks like he's 50. He's fucking 80. You're not Italian. <laughs> Wait a minute. For clarification, he's not Italian. Oh, I'm totally not Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought the, I thought the actor who played uh, Elizabeth Debicki's husband, Luca Calvani, was probably the most forgettable out of everyone that we were introduced to in this movie. I really thought they should have got somebody else for that. Yeah, okay. So stay with me here. We're going to take a left turn, but it's going to all circle back to the man from uncle. What if, hear me out. What it's if only, it's this me and you, Ryan. <laughs> had been played 
by Jesse Eisenberg? The answer is no. Why? Why not? Let him talk. Let him talk. Let him finish. There's there's no need to follow up. Let him that. finish. Let him finish. Let the man speak. Just think about it for a second. You have Army Hammer mm-hmm. and Henry Cavill against Jesse Eisenberg. You have wait. So wait a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. I was gonna is say wait. wait. Batman versus Superman. This is, this is Batman versus this. Superman. Exactly. Look how fucking meta that is. You have one of the Winklevi against fucking Mark Zuckerberg. No, but that, but Batman versus Superman was bad. So, yeah. yeah. Army Hammer did try out for Batman. Did you know that? I did. I listened to our last pod. I'm joking. No. No, that's good. That's a good retort. I had forgotten that it got brought up in the last pod. That happened three weeks ago. I wrote that in our outline as a joke to kind of just, you know, whatever. We can laugh to talk about that. Like how how funny that would be that because he played because Jesse Eisenberg played Mark Zuckerberg against Army Hammer as a as one of the Winklevi Winklevosses. Uh, and then versus, you know, Lex Luthor. But I, and then I, I started thinking, about, I was like, yeah, that character was super forgettable. But what if you had Elizabeth Debicki, like this stone face, like beautiful, kind of like serious. She's in charge. And you had this neurotic, fast talking, annoying, like gnat like guy in Mar- in Mark Zuckerberg, in Jesse Eisenberg playing the husband. I actually thought that would have brought more to the character. So then I convinced myself, I was like, oh, actually, that wouldn't have been such a horrible casting choice. I know it was a joke, but now that I think about it, um, I think it's still got to be believable, right? Why would that not be believable? That Jesse Eisenberg could get, listen, that means that. that, a car? That means. Or get Elizabeth Debicki or the other girl? Anyone? Yeah, the first part. I'm just going to shit on Jesse Eisenberg. I'm just kidding. The first part is the most, well, this actually the second part that you said is the most important thing. If Jesse Eisenberg can get Elizabeth Debicki, then there is hope for us all. And isn't that what life's all about? I would like to live in that world, Ryan, but, but, but we don't. We all have our Elizabeth Debickys. I mean, Mine's Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> <laughs> what about Javier Bardem in this role instead of Jesse Eisenberg? He's too good looking for Elizabeth Debicki. What? That's wrong. Ryan. I feel like you don't hold her at the same as the, on the yeah. same pedestal that Nick and I are putting her at. Or that he does not. Amanda or Jen. Nicholas, this is the I drink your milkshake? No. Is it the other one? You're doing that on purpose. You're doing that on purpose. <laughs> You're doing that on purpose, and I don't appreciate it. What is um what's his name? The one who was in Magic Mike. He's married to Sophia Vergara. Oh, Joe Manta, Manta Gianello or whatever the fuck. Man, yeah. Man, Man or. He could have done it. But I like that it was someone that, like, I didn't know who that guy was. Do you think Javier Bardem is like a level above Joe Manganiello? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in talent, sure. But in looks? Dude, he got. Hey, Cristina Barcelona. He got both. Yes, I know. He got, he, he got Scarlett Johansson and he got uh, Penelope Cruz. Either has three legs or he's extremely good looking. I don't know, so I'm gonna go with extremely good good looking. 4K no los dos. Um <laughs> yes. Yes. one of the greatest movie quotes <laughs> ever. <laughs> but you're right. I think maybe adding one more character to the movie would have kind of taken away from the film. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. I needed uh I needed all the Debicki screen time. I need more Debicki in my life. You think that it's just hard to cast her because she is so tall? 
Yeah, you know, God, it must be hard being so tall and beautiful. Like, <laughs> like I bet she gets typecast, and that sucks for her. Well, she's taller yeah. than Henry Cavill. Yeah, if you want to play someone's love interest, like, usually you can't be a foot taller than And them. Cavill's, what, 6'1"? Yeah. But she looks... She's 6'3". She is 6'3". She still looks half a foot taller than him. I know she's only two inches taller, but... Straight barefoot. You're not going to put her fucking flats. You're going to put her in some heels. I mean, she's Elizabeth Debicki. Got to show off those ankles. But that begs the question. Casting-wise, if they had not casted Henry Cavill, I know initially in talks they wanted to have like a Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is fucking shorter than me. He's 5'7". How do you cast a Tom Cruise with Elizabeth Debicki? If you're going to cast Elizabeth Debicki as something, you'd go the Tom Cruise route where you like dig a, like a, a rut <laughs> next to the walk line and have the woman walk in in like a little trench next to the next to Tom Cruise so that it looks like they're the same height because that's literally what he, they've had to do on his movies. Oh, that's real. That's real. That's they've they've had to do that. They've had to do that with him and they've had to do that with like Sylvester Stallone too because he's both he's 5'7 as well. Yeah. Dang. God, what a short bitch. Can you imagine being 5'7? Couldn't be me. Fuck. <laughs> Poor fuckers. <laughs> got late in their lives. <laughs> Probably. Hey, yo, Nick. <laughs> hey, yo, Nick. Yes, Ryan. How tall are you? I'm 5'7 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Taller than Tom Cruise. <laughs> Short bitch. <laughs> I was about to say it. <laughs> anyway, Antonio, how tall are you? My license says I'm 5'9". Cause... Does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Because that's what I said when I was 18. What a fucking liar. Brandon's like, what, 6'5"? Brandon's tall. That sounds Brandon, about right. How tall yeah, are you? you? Know, Brandon, you're like six foot. Yeah, it's probably yeah. six foot. No, but you can say six five. You know who's shorter than they than they look? Derek. Well, yeah. Derek's like what, five nine? Derek's Derek's five eight and a half, and uh half of that is his head. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I was gonna make that joke and I just <laughs> I decided against it, but thanks, Nick. I know I know you I saw you shake your head and I was like, you know what? I'll just do it. We hung out one time with Derek and Amanda was like, no, Derek literally has the biggest head I've ever seen. And then they were sitting next to each other and I was like, Jimmy Neutron head <laughs> I was like, babe, or I have to tell you, she's like, don't you fucking say it. I'm like, I, I just, she's like, don't you fucking say it. I was like, seriously, I know you give him a lot of shit for his head. She's like, my head's just as big as his. I'm like, it is. <laughs> you give him shit. Y'all have the same size fucking head. My poor mother. Can you imagine what Elizabeth Debicki's mom felt like? She's slender like a tree. She is. Oh, she is. You, yeah, you pull out fucking baby Groot. She just, once you get going. There's no stopping it. There's no okay. stopping it. <laughs> We're going to talk about Elizabeth mm. Debicki. We've got to bring up Hugh Grant. Because when I saw him, I was like, oh, Hugh Grant's in this movie. My baby. Because he's like an older English neurotic version of Jesse Eisenberg. No one is the neurotic version of Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg is the neurotic version. I I wouldn't want to see a neurotic version of Jesse Eisenberg because no. that would be well the English version of it. I don't want to derail this very briefly. Has Jesse Jesse Eisenberg hasn't been in a romantic comedy, right? You wouldn't consider Zombieland a a, a buddy romance? I, guess I could see that. 
and he does do the he does do the millennial neurotic in the way that Hugh Grant did um, the Gen X sort of neurotic. Which Perfect. I think, yeah. I think speaks to your point. Yes, thank you. So eloquently put there, Nick. I think he's so charming. I think he's so classy. I think he's so just like he brings like this. Um, I, he brings what this movie needed for me. Because to be told, like I was solely sold in the first twenty minutes of the movie, and it kind of takes some turns, and I'm like, okay, I'm not really sure. Like, is this a comedy? Is this? Are, are we're, we're a spy movie? But then we start making jokes about what she should be wearing and what goes with what, and the matching, this that, and the other, and it's kind of taking all these different turns. But I think when when you see Hugh Grant enter and he kind of calls Henry Cavill's character out on his shit about, oh, you know, you pocketed my my invitation, this kind of deal. I was like, yes, that's what I needed. I needed someone to kind of bring this together, tie it all in. And maybe that's why I appreciated Hugh, Grant, Hugh Grant's performance in this film. You're telling me Hugh Grant's basically what saved this movie for you? <laughs> this, is the, this is the too fast, too, or the Tokyo Drift thing. I wouldn't, no, no, I'm not going to say it saved it. It's what I needed at that time. And I appreciate Guy Ritchie's direction in, in knowing like, this is where I'm going to bring in the character that is going to tie all this together. And then that's why the end scene means so much because this guy is the one that makes this organization happen. Like when, um, what's Gabby's characters on the phone in the hotel and she's talking and she's like the meeting's set for tomorrow. You don't know who she's talking to really. And then you find out. Right. I do love this scene where he's peeling the grape. That whole thing is like a timestamp. Like how yeah. long it's taking him to peel the grape is when all of that's going down. So in the flashback, you can kind of see it all breaking down. Uh, okay. Minor problem that I had with that. And gross. I guess it makes sense in the way that he, he ultimately does things. He really fucks up the peeling of that grape, right? Like, <laughs> Like he doesn't just get the skin off. There's a bunch of like the insides of that grape that are. Have you ever done that? It's really hard. It is really hard, but I thought that he, as a precise person, but then you see later, he's just, he doesn't really care. He just cares about like fucking things up. Not that he's like biding time, but like you see when you watch it back that all of this is happening in that time frame of him peeling a grape. Yes. Yes. And, and to, to your other point, the reveal of, the scene where they're in the helicopter and they're like looking across at each other and getting the instructions to kill each other. And then it like pans over and it's fucking Hugh Grant. And he's like, Oh yeah, by the way, it's me. British Hugh Grant. She's my agent. I'm British. He's so British. This is my British accent. Has Hugh Grant ever played anyone who's not British? No. Why would you want that? I, I didn't ask for it, but I'm just saying, like, everyone else plays, like, a British actor or something, and Hugh Grant just, can he not do an accent? Because that's fine. I can't do an accent, but, like. Oh, Jennifer, your fake Scottish accent was great. Okay, so uh, so a a tiny little game that I wanted, a casting game that I wanted to play. Um, There was a, a very long list of people that were suggested for at least for one of these roles there were a bunch of actors nominated or thought of in the production of this movie so the list is <laughs> George Clooney Joseph Gordon-Levitt Ryan Gosling Shasta Baby Goose Charming Potato Channing Tatum Alexander Skarsgård Ewan McGregor 
Oh, Robert Pattinson. Batman. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Christian Bale. Also Batman. <laughs> Michael Fassbender. That's what's up. Bradley Cooper. That's really what's up. Leo. God damn. Ryan, it's a long list. Shut up. Joel Kinnaman. <laughs> who is that? Robocop. <laughs> Jennifer, he's the one who did the foreign exchange program at Del Valley. No shit. Okay. Chris Pine. Mm. Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. aforementioned Tom Cruise. Mm. And John Hamm. So let's, uh, let's, let's go around the table. Jennifer? You really want to start with the right answer first? That's okay. She does have the right answer. I do. And it's going to be Ryan Gosling as Solo, Henry Cavill's character, and then Alexander Skarsgård as Army Hammer's character. Yep. I, w- I would want, but I, every time I see, every time I think of Ryan Gosling now, I think of like Blade Runner, Ryan Gosling, like kind of stoic, serious. I would need him to be more like his character in Crazy Stupid Love. But it's a spy. Yeah. I think George Clooney, uh, George Clooney works in, in an older sort of Cary Grant-esque sort he of. He could have uh, been Hugh Grant. That would be cool. Oh, that wow. could have been George Clooney. I've never seen George Clooney do a British accent. But I think kind of, well, I think in this movie, since this is like a spy espionage buddy comedy kind of movie in a way, I would have been like, oh, Danny Ocean's here. I don't know if I would have seen <laughs> as like. Who's he going to rob? Yeah. Oh, this is, is a this heist, a heist movie? movie. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I love heist movies. Hot twist. <laughs> like, also Leo to me too old. I literally was like, shot. I didn't really believe you when you said that Tom Cruise was actually in line for this because that. No, thank I you. Find laughable. I told you I never found him as to be like the heartthrob. No, nope. debonair sort of. No. Uh, it doesn't work. The only thing that he remotely was appealing in to me was The Outsiders. I'll take The Outsiders, Tom Cruise. That was like almost 40 years ago. And that was enough. He didn't need to keep going. But that's my guys. Gosling and Skarsgård. I went with uh, I went with Bradley Cooper and Michael Fassbender. Um, Bradley Cooper, because I'm just interested in Bradley Cooper as a person and as an actor. I think that there's something there that he just hasn't got the chance to do. I feel like he commits pretty heavily. And so I'd be interested to see what he would bring to this. I'd like to see it. Yeah, his his commitment to roles is stuff of Legion. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then I pick my Michael Fassbender because because uh, he's done. You know, he can do the accent and he's got the natural chemistry with his wife. I feel like it would be perfect here. He looks like he'd be a good international-looking spy. His German's a little suspect, though. Dreiglazas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He might be too good of an actor for this. I'm actually interested to hear what, like, why Antonio chose who he chose. I, who did I choose? I chose Fassbender and uh, McGregor, right? Yeah, but why, why, why you and McGregor? I feel that he has the range to do this because he did. He went from. Obi Wan in Star Wars. To did anyone watch Christopher Robin? Yes, I thought he was great in it. He was, and so I just I, I feel like him doing spy shit like would not be outside of his range. Like he can be like that caring father or, or a badass Jedi. 
I think a spy is like right in between that. Hmm. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I like Antonio's pairing the best, but just hear me out real quick. Mm. What if this movie Stop. takes place in this? Don't oh, just, do it. Okay, I'm just gonna say this: if this movie was made in 1985, Stallone, Sylvester Stallone would play Napoleon Solo, and Dolph Lundgren would be the commie bastard. Moving on. <laughs> would watch and that. You, and you tell me that that wouldn't be a fucking movie that would bring in $150 million in the 1980s. Can Sly Stallone reasonably climb trees? Uh, do you not know who his ex-wife is? Brigitte Nielsen? Who was quite the looker. Have you not seen Cobra? She's no Elizabeth Debicki. No. She was she's, the 1980s version yeah, of Elizabeth like Debicki. She's like 6'3", right? She's like 6'3", six, 6'5". Six, she's yeah. tall as shit. I only know her from that Flavor Flav show. That's- Flavor Flav. Yep. Her. If That's- Elizabeth Debicki winds up on whatever the 2050 version of Flavor Flav is, I'm going to be so upset. Hey, I you might- know what? It it can happen. Look at Brigitte just- Nielsen. She was bad, first of all, back in the day, Nick. When you say bad, do you mean like a baddie? Like a baddie, like a B-H-A-D-D-I-E. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, but I need, I need, I need sophistication and class and, and, and an air of refinement. She was, she was born in Denmark. Like that's classy as shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, that's one of the classiest countries in the world. Yeah, but she also fell in love with Flavor Flav, so. And that shit ain't classy. Listen, who wouldn't? You telling me if Flavor Flav walks through the door right now, you not like. At least, like, thinking about it. No. You're telling me a man who always knows what time it is <laughs> walks through that door. Hard pass on that one. It's gonna, it's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> um, are there scenes or quotes that anybody would like to get to that we didn't that we didn't get to in the conversation? I have a complaint about a scene. Yeah. Ooh. The car chase scene is way too long. The one up the mountain. Oh, was it the beginning? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, no, no, towards the end on the motorcycle and the like weird four wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that thing was way too long. That's fair. I w- I didn't hate it. It was long, considering the movie's over two hours. I just like looked down at my phone and then looked back up at some point. And was like, they're still doing this. <laughs> Wait, you looked down at your phone like you weren't already looking down at your phone, or I was still paying attention, sort of, <laughs> but. Hmm. Hmm. Let's uh let's do ratings, guys. Yeah. Um who's who's feeling it? Who wants to who wants to go first? It's a four. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Why? Um Why is it a four? Spies. Army Hammer. Henry Cavill. Army Hammer. <laughs> In that order? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's all I got. Anybody else? It's going to be a three from me. It's going to be a three from you. Okay. Mainly because I don't think this movie's for everyone. You got to like a spy movie, I think. Okay. And apparently not everybody likes spy movies. Yeah, who the fuck? I don't know who those people are. Hashtag. God, I got to stop doing that. Antonio. I concur. It's a three. Are you, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. 
No, I said it's a three. It's no Spy Kids. Spy Kids is your standard for spy <laughs> movies? Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> Baited. <laughs> God is that. <laughs> uh, Antonio, I feel like you have to explain yourself now. Uh, no, it's a three. It was uh, parts of it were entertaining. Parts of it weren't. I didn't see anything special with it. I don't really think it warrants a sequel, but I know that there's going to be a sequel based on how it ended. Mm-hmm. And unlike you guys, I don't do research for these things, so. <laughs> Joke's on us. I don't yeah. actually know that there's going to be a sequel. I mean, it's it's been five years. Yeah, I, don't, I know I don't, people, people seem to enjoy, the people who were in it seem to enjoy the process, but. Um, well, how long, um, well, I can just Google it, actually, hold on. Because when I first saw Kingsman, I was like, oh, shit, this is a good movie. And then they came out with a second one that we actually got to see in theaters. Kingsman made a fuck ton of money, though. I yeah. Whoever that guy was, he can also be a spy. Taron Edgerton? For whatever. Taron Edgerton? Yeah, whoever that one is. He is mm-hmm. white. I get it. Oh, um, you <laughs> act like that. <laughs> Delete that oh, note. my God. <laughs> <laughs> But that was what was that? That one. Twenty fourteen made too much. It made too much money. He's he's trying to win that BAFTA. And then the second one was. He was so thirsty. Oh, uh, they were only three years apart. So thirsty for that fucking for all of the Rocket Man shit. Who? I wish Derek. I wish Derek was on this pod so I could oh, talk yeah. shit about Rocket Man. Nick, I want you to tell me why you think that this is a perfect movie. Yeah, so this is this is a four for me. This is a this is maybe not a perfect movie, Ryan. This is um, there is some elasticity in the ranking system. Did I put this is a perfect movie? Fuck, am I okay? Let um, me <laughs> just like oh shit, am I immediately contradicting myself? Fuck. I think you mentioned it in the past. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I I really I love this movie. Um, I love this movie in part because it's a spy movie and because it's a buddy cop movie and because it it nails all of those things so well and in, in a way that. Um, sort of distinguishes it in the class of both of those things because I don't think that there's a buddy cop movie or a spy movie that really feels like this. But also because I don't know, this is this feels like a almost like a perfect storm, right? Like you get you get these actors who are very clearly maybe not even, you know, the the term that people use sometimes is punching above their weight, you know, where yeah. they're like uh, they're doing better than than they should be doing. I feel like maybe in the public perception, they're punching above their weight because people don't really consider Army Hammer and especially not in 2015. People didn't consider Army Hammer and Henry Cavill as, as actually good actors. Nobody really knew about Elizabeth Debicki. You know, people weren't people weren't on board like I was on board. Uh, people hadn't seen Alicia Vikander and and um, Ex Machina, probably, you know, in all of this sort of combined in this. And, and everyone everyone is everyone kills it. Like all of these performances, all the main performances are great. Even the smaller performances work for what they are. This is a fun movie in the sense that that's what they're going for. And you know, I, the, the man from uncle is just fun basically relentlessly. And it's, it's got great performances and it hits every note that it wants to hit. And so in that sense, I think it's perfect in the way that, um, basically it does everything that it wants to do. You know, it's not necessarily a perfect movie in the sense that it's like, um, it meets these lofty ideals. It's just like, it knows what it wants and it executes on that level 
to perfection, I think. So it's a four. I, I would I I really enjoyed rewatching it. I you know, I don't I've mentioned this before. I don't rewatch movies, but I am a fan of rewatching this movie every now and then because it's just fun for me. You know, it's always fun to to rewatch this movie. Um, and I would recommend this movie to people who like. Obviously, people who like spy movies, people who like buddy cop movies, people who like um, action movies, people who like, um, you know, good sort of comedic performances, even because there's there's quite a bit of comedy here, action comedy. Um, and I think I don't know, it just it felt underseen. You know, mm-hmm. didn't get the didn't get the love that it deserved. I didn't even um, know it existed until we first watched it. Yeah. All right, you've convinced me. I was on the fence between a two and a three. I'm going to go with a three on this one. Did I really, or did you? you no, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, you're bringing up all these, like, I'm trying not to, I don't want to look at the passion in your eyes, Nick. I don't want, I don't want to be sold by that. I want to be sold by the words. No, it's okay. I didn't have this passion for now you see me. And I could tell that I could tell that you didn't hear it from me in that pod. I didn't, but I got the man from uncle. Let me tell you, you know, I, I on, in all seriousness, I am going to give this movie a three because of our rating system. I would rewatch it and I would, I would only recommend if I was asked about the movie, like if someone said, Hey, have you, have you seen the man from uncle? Like, yeah, you should check it out. Like I wouldn't go out of my way to be like, you need to check this movie out because it didn't hit certain notes for me, but it did hit a lot of the, um, a lot of what I'm looking for in in a spy movie so for that i'm giving it a three and for all of what you've said solid three brandon i think that you pretty much hit everything that needed to be said about this movie it is one of the best of buddy cop movies it's one it's it's a great spy movie uh the relationships uh the or the character relationships are pretty much perfect it's pretty much perfectly cast um, this movie is, uh, a four for me. I will, I, I can't say there, there, are, I can't say enough good things about this movie. It was, uh, an excellent recommendation and one that I will share with, uh, people unsolicited. That's the goal, right? Whenever you recommend a movie, I'm always, I'm always happy when, when someone has the reaction that you've had, Brandon, that, uh, that you really enjoy this movie excited speaking of recommendations does anybody have any recommendations after watching this movie if you didn't vote for this as a four maybe something that's a four for you the one i was gonna recommend i mean there's a lot i mean spy movies and that's what i love about spy movies is that they vary so much you get the very action heavy or you get like the kind of comedy or you get the one that has like romance with comedy and action so I had totally forgotten about this movie, but I love it because I love Chris Pine and Tom Hardy and Reese Witherspoon. And this means war. It's such a good movie. We're going to have to do that fucking movie now because it's we've so mentioned good. it so often. I watched like, did I, I think I mentioned that I watched like 45 minutes of it last week or some shit like that. And you did. Did you and, turn it off? Yeah. Well, I had, I had to go do something else, but I was like, oh man, this is great. The only problem I have with it is Tom Hardy's in it. Um, <laughs> Nick, what would you recommend? I had a I had a rough time recommending something here, so I I thought of the new Mission Impossibles. Like, I don't want to. The narrative is not important. It would be great if you started at Ghost Protocol, but 
Um, you can start anywhere and watch anything. I'll. I just want. I just please, listener. Um, I just want you to watch Mission Impossible. Now I know there's some of you out there. There have to be. These movies make a bunch of money. Please. I. I'm gonna be honest. I even enjoyed them. And Jennifer hates every movie. Wait. No. What? No. Just Tom Cruise movies. I'm just kidding. Just Tom Cruise movies. No. He was. He was a good spy. Um. Antonio, what you got? Bridge of Spies. Tom Hanks classic. Why? <laughs> what? 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 What did I do to you, in particular, <laughs> to deserve this treatment, Antonio? It's cold. It's Cold War esque, right? It it's set in the Cold War. It's all about the Cold War. Oh, is it? I don't remember because I fucking fell asleep in it, Antonio. <laughs> Because it sucks. <laughs> it's so boring. You know what's funny is uh, I say I like spy movies, but I have no desire to see Mission Impossible. And I have not seen any of the James Bond movies. What the fuck spy movies do you even like? Apparently the ones with fun things like Wild Wild West. <laughs> forget, forget Mission Impossible. I guess that's a spy movie. It's but sort of a spy movie, but not. What spy movie that we haven't done for this fucking podcast? I do you fucking like? don't know. I like spy shit, but I just. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. I didn't like spy movies. I like spy shit. Have you seen Skyfall? No. Casino Royale? No. They're just not on the top of my priority list because you got to start from the beginning. You don't have to. I explicitly told you that you don't have to start at the beginning for Mission Impossible. I know. I know, but you have to. No, you don't. She yeah, will I- watch the third one because one of her favorite all-time actors is in that one. Jesse Eisenberg? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, oh, that's, yeah. that's the homie. Really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt her. That is one of I'm my... Gonna, yeah. And you're like, oh! Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace. That is one of my deceased guys, yes. That one was so good. My recommendations for this is going to be Bad Boys 2. What? Um, we're going to also do Skyfall and a movie that I also liked, Atomic Blonde. Ooh. You have my interest, sir. And just to point out, Atomic Blonde has a strong female lead, so Antonio's probably not going to be interested in it. Antonio, have you seen Atomic Blonde? No. Antonio, you're not a spy guy, are you? Have you seen the James Bonds? No, I've never seen a James Bond movie. You never played Goldeneye on 64? No. Jesus, you poor unfortunate soul. <gasps> Wait, Brandon. <laughs> I thought she was going to say, Little Mermaid. <laughs> I was waiting for that. No, no, I thought that was what it was going to be, too. Nicholas. Yes. Can we watch this? What, Atomic Blonde? Yes. Sure, I've already seen James it. McAvoy. Oh, it's got Bill Skarsgård. It's got my boy James McAvoy. My boy James McAvoy is your boy. Oh, that's my dude. And Brandon, he's white. He's Jennifer's. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut up! You know that. Oh my god! At some point, we got to do the Last King of Scotland. <laughs> you love that movie so. Love much. that movie. Um, Ryan, I think are you the only one that we don't have a recommendation from? Do you not have one from Amanda either? We have one from me. Amanda doesn't have one. Does she have one? one. Amanda, do you have one? No. Amanda does not have one. I don't. I'm taking mine back because mine was more of like a. a, I think we have enough recommendations. Okay. I was going to throw one more out. Oh. 
No, it's just, it's simple. It's uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. Oh, that is a spy. God it's damn it. The, yeah, like, right. I just, I love that movie so much. Um, yes. Just like the spies that are pinned like against each other. Which is kind of what happens in this slightly, where like it's like okay, well you have to kill the other one. Yeah. Like that's but then ultimately they have to work together. Yeah. No, I'm just excited. I love that movie. I don't know if we got to that on our on our intro pod, but I think I listed that under a category. Maybe guilty pleasure. That's. Uh, I wouldn't even be guilty about it. I feel. Gu- I feel. Uh, I was raised Catholic, so I feel guilt about a lot of the things that I do. Speaking of guilt, let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's let's fucking kill some people, Ryan. What do you got? Let's give the people what they want. Yes. Our most give the people what they want. What they Sorry, Jalen Rose. Oh, I was um, doing that. So this is like our most I we've we've gotten we've gotten some feedback. Have we? A lot really? of people Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gotten like I've gotten two people be like, hey, <laughs> fuck Mary the, Kill. That's what's the, up. The boards are lighting up. Yo, bro, why'd y'all steal that shit from the big pick? Just like fuck you, fuck you. So speaking of Elizabeth Debicki, okay, this is kind of a, a different take on fuck Mary kill. Okay, mm. I just, but it has to do with Elizabeth Debicki. How can I say this? I'll let the girls answer first. So out of these three, who would like to watch Elizabeth Debicki and Henry Cavill get it on? Nick, Derek, or Brandon? Oh shit! It's gonna be Derek. I was gonna say Derek. Who would watch them get it on. Who'd be most likely to watch get it on? Definitely me. I no, I would say Derek, but more because of Henry Cavill. Yep. He just wants to see Superman doing his thing. You would just yeah. like to critique the physique. Honestly, Elizabeth Debiggy, you could put anyone there. It's not about yeah. her. The question should have been who would watch it first? <laughs> well, Nick probably would have found it online first. And then oh, definitely it. Nick would have found the shit first because yeah. Nick knows all the sleazy shit online. And then Brandon would have been like, oh shit, y'all see this? And Nick would have been like, yeah, like a week ago. No, I would have been like, no, I haven't seen that. Brandon, where did you find that? Where did you find that?